Welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host, Kevin Senapati-Ratna. Let the journey begin. number 101 of the Christ Connection podcast. I'm Kevin Senapati Ratna, and we are here to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus, to go to know him more and to get involved in the adventure with him. If you are new to us, uh, why don't you go over to ChristConnection.cc and uh, while you're there, put in your name and your email address, and we'd love to send you a, a video series to help you uh, find an enjoyable prayer life, because uh, that's the start of that adventure with God. Uh, again, that's ChristConnection.cc. Uh, just set up today's episode. I'll get to the intro in just a second. But uh, if we begin to get to know Jesus and begin to walk it out, part of the fun and part of the partnership that we get to do and be involved in is a thing called missions, which is what God is doing around the world. And so uh, knowing what is going on there, knowing how to pray for that, uh, knowing oh, what needs to happen in the area of missions is vital for that. So I think our guest today is going to give us some perspective, give us some insight as a specialist in this area. Uh, and so I think you're going to enjoy it today. Uh, so without further ado, my conversation with Dave Jacobs. Since 2008, Dave uh, Jacobs has been an Assemblies of God missionary to a sensitive country in North Northern Africa. He currently serves as the missionary in residence and chair of the Intercultural Studies Department at Trinity Bible College and Graduate School in Ellendale, North Dakota. David is the author of It's Your Call to a Missional and Missionary Life, has a Master's of Arts degree in missional leadership, and is currently an Intercultural Studies PhD candidate. Uh, founder and director at the Center for Missionary Mobilization and Retention. He is also the host of the Missionary Mobilization Podcast. Their website is missionarymobilization.org. Dave, welcome to the show. It's great to be with you, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, uh, we've known each other for many years now, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have. Uh, and we probably have 400,000 friends in common over the course. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, well, I like to, since this is an Aaron run episode, I'd like to start off with an Aaron question. Uh, it's kind of our fun question at the beginning. Uh, if you are out going on an errand of some sort, is there anything special that you'd like to pick up to treat for yourself? Oh, well, let's see. It would probably have to be a, a donut. I am, I am a donut, donut guy. Yep. And that would, you know, that would probably be a, a is nice there a special treat. kind? You know, I do like the blueberry old-fashioned glazed, but my favorite is the maple long johns with the frosting type of filling in the middle, not the pudding kind of filling. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's two. Di- this is really important <laughs> stuff. There's two different types of fillings in those long johns. And if you don't get the right one, then you're sadly disappointed. So I, I, I guess I'm not a connoisseur. <laughs> I gotta have to go. To, uh, so, so uh, which? So there's two different kinds. Which? Which kind do you like? Yeah, there's the kind that there's the kind that's called, it's called angel frost filling, and it's more like a frosting versus the other kind of filling that is more pudding like. It's still vanilla flavor, but one is more of a pudding type of filling on those 
long johns and another one's like an angel frost more like cake frosting would be so i prefer the angel frost myself interesting uh, uh, is it is one harder to find than the other well, here in North Dakota, I have a tough time finding the good ones wow. with that angel frost with the maple glaze, you know. But this is all donutology 101 <laughs> that we're talking about here. Some really, really important, you know, this is, yeah, I could talk, I, I have talked for a long time about uh, my, uh, you know, uh, different uh, intricacies with uh, types of donuts. But yeah, a donut would definitely be what I would pick up for sure. That. I didn't even know there was a whole subcategory of donut world there. Oh yeah. That's a big donut world for sure. (laughs) Do they have like donut conventions and uh, things like that? You know, I I don't know about that. I haven't taken it quite that far. (laughs) Yet. Yet is probably a key word there. Right. right. (laughs) Now uh, you have this title, the founder and director of the Center for Missions, Mobilization, and Retention. And first of all, let me say that sounds very impressive. That is, It's quite a mouthful. <laughs> I know. It's hard to remember. Yeah. Some people want me to change the name, but it really explains what we do. <laughs> so, so, so what is it that you do? And, and, and since you're founder, why, why'd you start it? <laughs> Yeah, so I was uh, sitting in a grad class one day here at Trinity Bible College in graduate school, and the class was generational succession. And it was mostly pastors in the room, and uh, they were, you know, talking about how do we uh, be intentional about who will succeed me as the lead pastor and how we'll transition the church in a healthy way, as much needed conversation. But being one of the only missionaries, I was thinking in my own context of how do I help uh, those who, who might come after me? How do I help recruit more missionaries to take my place when I get up there in years and can no longer, no longer travel overseas? Um, and so that's what really got me thinking about missionary mobilization. And so I ended up doing a paper on it. I went on in my grad studies. I did my thesis, uh, 90 pages on a case study of what the Assemblies of God does to mobilize millennials towards long-term missionary service on the field. And that was really fascinating. And I learned so much about a missions mobilization and, and the millennial generation. And, and God just wouldn't leave me alone about this whole topic. And so Uh, I ended up talking to our leadership both here at Trinity and within Assembly of God World Missions about starting an initiative that would help to resource Christian leaders to send and sustain more missionaries around the world. So that's what we do. We curate a lot of resources. They're all free on our website. We also create resources ourselves to help inspire, to help educate people on how God calls missionaries some of the things that can help keep missionaries uh, sustained and on the field a long time. And uh, so, yeah, that's really what we want. We, we, we're just all about uh, helping to send and uh, more missionaries and to keep them healthy and thriving around the world. Wow. That's cool. I, I, going back uh, to what you said, you're sitting in that class and Mm -hmm. I, I I never thought about, or maybe I have, but I had a, struck by the fact you said that the missionary succession plan kind of a thing is, yeah. is there, mm-hmm. a, I mean, in the uh, 
the world that you, as you see it, is there a lot of you know, like missionaries that are planning, okay, I'm getting close to retirement and, you know, someone's, I'm bringing someone on, or is that uh, just kind of a th- weird thought? You know, I'm sure there are missionaries that think that and that, that work towards those ends. Uh, mostly it, the succession is uh, perhaps maybe thought of more of when missionaries are on the field, raising up those uh, uh, that are that are on the field to to go out from that particular country, which is a good thing as well. Um, but there really is no formal missionary succession plan that exists out there. There's a lot of ministries that are working to mobilize, to recruit, and to send uh, more missionaries around the world. But there's there's really no formal plan, like you mentioned, that uh, that I've heard of. So it's more about encouraging current missionaries missions pastors, senior pastors, and other Christian leaders who are stakeholders in this, anybody who wants to send more missionaries around the world, we've got free resources to help you do that. And as part of that, you started the Missionary Mobilization Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. And so what? who would be interested in that? Since this podcast listeners, who, someone listening to this, who would be interested in your show? Yeah, so our main audience is uh, missions pastors and agency mobilizers. You know, just in North America here alone, there's over a thousand mission agencies, and all of them have this role called missions mobilizer, and they work to recruit more missionaries for the agency and help to get them on the field. And unfortunately, there are few resources for these mobilizers. And so we just want to come alongside of them and kind of fill that gap a little bit. So uh, you're talking missions pastors at at churches, uh, agency mobilizers, and then missionaries themselves also uh, uh, make up our audience uh, as they itinerate, as they're home on, on furlough or home ministry assignment, whatever they call it. Uh, being able to equip them to mobilize others as they're traveling around from church to church is another one of our large audience members that uh, we hear from quite often that benefit from the topics that we talk about on the show. Wow, I I guess I didn't realize there was a thousand uh, missionary organization type. So does that thousand include missionaries, pastors, or is that just organization type That would be just organizations. So, of course, Assembly of God World Missions is one. There's IMB that that the Southern Baptists uh, have. There's, you know, Pioneers. There's just all sorts of, you know, Wycliffe Bible Translators, all sorts of uh, ministries uh, that exist, over a thousand of them in the U.S. and Canada that work to send missionaries around the world. And when you when you talk about uh, mobilizing, what would you say is one of the main needs in order to mobilize more people for missions? Oh, man, I, I, you know, if, we, if we had <laughs> the answer, <laughs> the main thing, um, I, I think there's a couple of things I would mention. Number one, the understanding that everyone has a role to play in the Great Commission. Every believer has a role to play in the Great Commission. So missions is not just for missionaries. Uh, there are all, all sorts of roles that God calls people to in order to help and to assist in getting the gospel and making disciples in places where uh, currently 
God's name is not famous. And so uh, first thing would be that, number one, everybody has a role to play. And, and the prayer is, God, what's, what's my role? Is it giving finances? Is it helping to support logistically? Is it prayer? Uh, is it, um, you know, welcoming the foreigner in my neighborhood? I mean, there's all sorts of roles to play as far as uh, reaching around the world to unreached people groups and getting the gospel all over the world. So that's the first thing. The second thing I would say that is a huge need is that uh, an understanding of the grand narrative of scripture. I think most uh, believers don't understand that the Bible is one story. Of course, there's lots of stories in the Bible, but from Genesis to Revelation, the entire book is about the redemption of humankind, right? And so uh, the whole book has this missions narrative, this missions theme starts at Genesis 1, 28, where God asks us to be fruitful, to multiply and to fill the earth. And it ends in Revelation with every tongue, tribe, people, and nation surrounding the throne, worshiping God. And so all throughout there uh, is what we may, might call the theology of missions, but it's this grand narrative of scripture, this big story, the big idea of the Bible. And I think if more believers really understood that, it would be perhaps easier to pray this prayer and say, you know, God, what's my role in this grand story? Hey. And the other side, so the mobilization is part, retention is the other part of the kind of the piece there. Right. Uh, and what kind of in your study and kind of doing this podcast and all of that kind of stuff, are you seeing uh, kind of themes of why people leave the mission field in the first place? Yeah, there's definitely some primary reasons. And, you know, at first I was really interested in missions mobilization and uh, but but kept seeing lots of people come off the field and be there for, you know, maybe one term, uh, three, four years, and they come home, maybe a couple terms, but uh, this kind of revolving door. And I thought, you know, if we're going to emphasize missions mobilization, then we have to address this high attrition rate. A lot of missionaries, of course, coming home because of COVID, some of them not going back. Uh, so obviously the pandemic is a big reason right now why a lot of missionaries are home, many of them involved in other ministries here in the States and hoping to mobilize others. So I think in the end, it's going to benefit the kingdom for sure. Um, but some of the main reasons why missionaries come off the field prematurely, and the stats say that 71% of missionaries who come home prematurely, they come home for preventable causes. And so we want to help prevent some of those causes. So one of the biggest ones is uh, the inability to get along with other missionaries on the field. Sadly <laughs> enough, uh, that is one of the main reasons. Of course, there's health issues, both physical health and mental health. A lot of missionaries come home because of burnout or depression. Of course, some uh, you know have an issue with their children and need to come off the field, or they need to take care of aging parents. These are some of the reasons. Um, but even moral failure is a problem on the mission field. And so these are things that we have addressed and that we are addressing. But really, these things come down to one of two areas. 
for the most part, not always, but uh, many missionaries come home prematurely because of a, uh, a lack of character or a lack of intimacy with the father. And so we want to help uh, pastor missionaries and uh, hope that our listeners do as well here as we're chatting about this. Um, but so many of our missionaries need that pastoral figure and uh, in their lives to help keep them accountable and to help keep them growing. One of the problems is that, you know, missionaries can confuse their identity in Christ with becoming a missionary. And it's very difficult to separate the work of a missionary from the identity as a child of God. Uh, as a Christian, we are called to share the gospel. As a missionary, that's your main purpose, to make disciples. And so how do you separate that, that I'm doing this, you know, as part of my work versus, you know, this is what I do as a Christian. And so uh, some of those things are what we addressed and how we uh, equip others to help keep missionaries healthy and thriving on the field where, where God's called them. Which I, I think is such a, uh, like you said, with the people listening to this, it's a great thing if we're, we're a prayer audience. <laughs> a lot of mm -hmm. people would be interested in, and that, those are things that you, you can think about when you, you look at those missionary boards or whatever in your church. Uh, those are regular people with you know, family issues and uh, things like that. And praying for yeah. them is, is a powerful thing. <laughs> it is. There's, there's a misconception that missionaries are super spiritual people and uh, we're not super spiritual people, you know, um, missionaries are, uh, are, are weak and sinful, just like every other Christian out there. And so it's just that God has called us to, to this particular ministry and we're simply obeying. So um, it's very important that we keep our missionaries in prayer and that we do things like, you know, sitting down and, and writing handwritten letter or sending them an email. Um, I've literally stayed on the field because of encouragement from people back here in the States. So it's, it's, it's really important that we send them those care packages and make sure that we're, you know, staying in touch with them, reaching out, encouraging them and, and blessing them, going to you know, post COVID here, uh, hopefully going to visit them on the field is a big encouragement as well. Uh, such, such good stuff there. Uh, what, since you deal with missionaries and missions a lot, uh, what do you wish more people knew about uh, that whole world, the kind of the average person sitting in the pew? Yeah, well, um, Couple things. I uh, I think number one that uh, the numbers of long-term missionaries that are sent from North America have been declining since 2008. Most people are not aware of that. And when I learned that statistic, and uh, really really troubled me. So since 2008, we lose about seven percent of our long-term missionary force sent from the U.S. every year. Uh, the good news in this is that the global south is sending more missionaries. So uh, other countries like Brazil and the Philippines and India and China, they're sending out missionaries, Nigeria, Malawi, uh, they're sending out and they are, you know, so right now, the good news is there's more missionaries that exist in the world than there ever have been. And so it's a wonderful thing to come alongside our brothers and sisters from other countries and do missions together and work together alongside of them. 
so that would be the first thing. The second thing is uh, that everyone has a part to play in this. It's not just for the pastors, not just for the missionaries, but those sitting in the pew that God has called you to a specific role in helping uh, to, to get the gospel around the world. And I'll just uh, share a quick testimony. There was a, a dentist in Texas who was uh, praying for an unreached people group. There's a what's called an unreached of the day app that you can get on your phone. It's put out by joshuaproject.net and uh, the unreached of the day. So this, you can open the app and you, there's a description and a picture there of a people group. And this one happened to be in Kenya. And the dentist said, well, I, I happen to know of a pastor who came to visit our church, but he's, he's from Kenya. So I'm going to reach out to him and see if he's ever heard of this people group before. So he did that. And the pastor said, well, I have heard of them. They're pretty remote and hard to get to, but we'll, you know, let, let's see what we can do. And long story short, he puts together a team of people. They go out, find this people group, share the gospel with them. And many come to faith because of a dentist in Texas who opened up this app and prayed about it and just started, uh, you know, asking questions about who knows that. And so there's all sorts of ways that we can be involved in the Great Commission. And everybody has a really important part to play. We're the body of Christ, and you may not be the feet who goes, but perhaps God is calling you to go uh, short term or long term. But there's a plethora of other ways to be involved in the in world missions to make God's name famous in all the earth. I, I love that story. I, someone doing something, because as always, <laughs> I, now we're, as we're starting to wind down here on these Aaron Run episodes, I like to pray for our guests. Uh, anything that we can pray for you, your ministry, uh, as we're uh, coming near the end here? <laughs> well, we just uh, appreciate, you know, I would say this is pray for more missionaries uh, to go around the world. There's uh, still about 40% of the people groups in the world that have uh, not heard about Jesus' love for them. And uh, they're not going to hear unless somebody goes and tells them like Paul talks about in Romans 10. And so uh, let's just, we appreciate prayer for, for us and for our ministry as well. But I think a, perhaps a more important prayer would be for these unreached people groups that God would indeed send laborers to these, uh, these, these ethnicities who speak difficult languages, they're located in difficult places. Uh, we need men and women of God to, who will say, yes, yes, I will go and share the Lord and make disciples amongst these difficult places and peoples. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this conversation, and I pray that uh, you commanded us to say, uh, Lord of the harvest, raise up laborers. So that you, you mm. told us what to pray, and so we're praying that prayer today. Yes. We ask that you would do uh, what you can only do with those moments with uh, Isaiah sees the heavens open and says, here am I, send me. Lord, mm. I pray for people who are listening to this now, maybe even who are yes, uh, in yeah. that, in their car or whatever, that you would speak to them and say, and they would say, here am I, send me. But also yes, around the world, you just begin to touch people's hearts and say, I can make a difference in some way, in some fashion. We pray for uh, Dave and his ministry, that there would be an effectiveness there, that they would mobilize many and retain, many would be retained because of the work yes, that they're Jesus. doing in Thank Jesus you, name. Amen. 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 
Uh, as we're as we're finishing up, you can learn more about today's work uh, again at missionarymobilization.org. Uh, any final ask that you would have of the audience today? You know, if there's other ways that we can uh, support you and your ministry, your church to help uh, send more missionaries or help keep them healthy and thriving on the field, please get in touch with me at hello at missionarymobilization.org. We'd love to help. Wonderful. Well, thanks for taking the time today, David. Thank you, Kevin. Lord bless you. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you are looking for the show notes, you can find them over at ChristConnection.cc and click on podcast. Again, that's ChristConnection.cc and click on podcast. And oh, while you're there, as I said at the front end, why don't you put in your name and your email address? We'd love to send you a, a video series to help you grow in your prayer life, along with a weekly email to tell you what's happening with the ministry, also along with all the other resources that we have. Uh, so we'll just kind of throw that in once a week for you. Uh, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus and live out the adventure with him. And that's what it's all about. Uh, so again, ChristConnection.cc. Uh, I thank you for taking the time today. Until next time, God bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. 